0: Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of Design Recharge. I am joined today with Charles Jeffcoat. He is a professor of graphic design as am I. I teach at the University of South Alabama and it just so happens that he is an alumni but he wasn't one of my students. Um, he was here before I was here but he has great stuff to share with us. Today is all about the design process which everybody every designer has a different process and I think it's really cool When we get stuck to talk to somebody else about their design process, it helps us to look at our problems in a different way. And if this is your first time on Design Recharge, Design Recharge is a weekly web show where I interview different people. Um, Sometimes I interview lawyers, sometimes I've interviewed um, designers or artists, um, and anybody having to do with something in our, um,
1: on
0: two screens, Close the other one. If whatever it is that uh, if you have something that you want to learn about, I'd be happy to um, talk about it. So later in the show, I'll give you my email or my Twitter or my Facebook way to connect with me, and I am happy to you know really talk about some things later in or in about a month. We're going to talk about contracts, and next week uh, we have Noah Scalin coming on to talk about uh, the Design Activist Handbook. And we've had Noah on before, uh, so it'll be great. But today we have Charles Jeffcoat, and he's going to talk about the process. Everybody has a different process, and we're going to go through. And like I do with all my guests, Charles, I'm going to ask you to kind of give us a little bit of um, your background, how you got to where you are, and why you fell into design.
1: Um, well, hello, everyone. I um... I uh, like you. I teach design, but I'm also a freelance designer. I have a fairly lucrative freelance business, so I do practice my craft as well as teach it. And I think that's really important for a teacher of design. Um, so, I, you know, it's funny then to sit down and think of my own process. It was, you know, it was like figuring out who you are. But how I got where I am, I actually am a undergrad at uh, University of South Alabama. Um, Went to work as an art director from there and um, uh, Did something else for a little while in different fields a relational outreach for high school and junior high students and then came back into advertising um, but on the um, Account management side So it was a whole nother You know kind of little animal to learn and it was enjoyable and enlightening but not where my heart was Um, and so um, from there, I got asked to teach. Um, y- you guys had uh, faculty leave and were left hanging there at uh, USA before you were there, actually, okay. and got asked to teach um, as an adjunct. And just really felt like you know this is what I was made for. Really, really loved the relational aspect of teaching and then watching the just the whole process happen. So um, I went from there to the University of Memphis to get my. Um, master's and now I teach at the university here in South Carolina Francis Marion University Um, it's a small liberal arts university kind of out in the middle of um, place where most students don't know much about design at all so it's been a really a fun place to be it's like a mission field you're like in the design mission field so Um, and I still teach uh, I I teach but I also still um, design have a pretty Fun client list and try to stay active in design as much as I can. So that's me. I'm, I'm a Sagittarius. I don't know what else do you want to know?
0: <laughs> How do you stay recharged? Because working for yourself, and I know being a professor, I get I feed off my students. My students get great ideas and I love that. But there is also that aspect of um, you know, when you are by yourself, you're not with other designers at the same level all the time. How do you stay recharged how do you what do you like best about freelancing and then what what do you dread
1: well i have to i dread not having the community i mean that's you've already picked up on that and that's really difficult um, to not have the community of designers here in you know smallville um i love what i do and where i do it um we're 40 percent first generation college students so this uh, little university is filling a need. Um, So that's been fun. Um, So what I've done is gone within my state. Uh, I started as the education chair for AIGA. We have a state chapter. Um, And hopefully you guys know about AIGA. It's the uh, professional association for designs, like AIA is for architects, and uh, really the bar is for lawyers. They're advocates for designers. but so I got involved with AIGA and began to meet other amazing uh, designers and people from firms all throughout the state. And then, almost immediately, the chair resigned and they asked me to take over as chair. So I was actually the president of AIGA for a couple of years, AIGA South Carolina. And my whole idea was to bring a community together, um, and I think I was successful at that. Um, and so then, therefore, I have those friendships. Um, Still, there are a lot of online communication and community, Um, yeah, and throughout, and actually throughout the country, because uh, just working through AIGA and being on on um, the the board, um, you know, you go for leadership retreats and those kinds of things, and I'm still as heavily involved as I can be. So, yeah.
0: And Nikki just joined us, and she was. Hi, um, Nikki. (laughs) Yeah. So, and Nikki's been on the show before as well, but. Nikki and Charles know each other from AIGA in South Carolina. She was also, uh, she actually helped start the AIGA chapter. and She's the founding president. She's going to be talking to us about that later in the month, I believe, or in February. Sometime within a month. I can't, I don't have my schedule out right now. But, you know what, Charles, I really feel like the community thing, even when I was in, I worked at a corporation in Denver, and it was, you know, thousands of people. But we have a small marketing department, and still you're working so much. You're just working, working, working that sometimes that community of designers, you don't have time to really like spend, you know, getting your creativity or talking about your process or things like that. And Especially for me as a, a freelancer, or I have my own company where I work with other designers sometimes, but I don't get the kind of community that I desire. I know I, you and I have talked on the phone and on uh, SpreeCasts as we've done our tests. And it's it's really cool because you can you actually get to know that other designers are pretty much in the same place you are. Forget location, it's that sometimes you're in the middle of a huge city but you just haven't connected or, or there isn't a specific place because you're too busy, you can't go. So that's why I kind of created this channel and this, um, this show. So we can communicate and connect, and like I've connected with everybody down there in the in the chat. As, I don't know who guest is, but everybody else. Um, and I didn't know Nikki Hoffman until uh, through Design Recharge, and then her and I have connected. And I'm happy to um, to help anybody. So and I I think Charles, you, me, and you have a similar kind of heart. We we like that connection, but we also really love design. So. Um, Yeah, yay, Olga. You can. Here's how this works. We're gonna pull some pictures up, and you can actually click on them and move them over. If you're new to Spreecast, this is the chat. You can actually type. I can pull it in. Like, um, I'm gonna, Olga. I hope you don't mind. um, I'm gonna, so I can actually pull her quote and put it on screen below. You can ask a question right below me. You can ask to come on camera since I know all of you. I'd be happy to pull in. and then we'll share links. You can share links through the chat. You can share links. Um, you can submit a question, and then I can pull a link up. And we're going to do that. So one of the first things that Charles wanted to share, um, and we—I didn't get to put up all of his images, but I will on my Pinterest board. If you're—I uh, think it's just Diane Gibbs AU. It's my Pinterest board. Um, It—they will all be there later in the day, and it'll be there. Will be a link. I'll put a link at the bottom of the. Of this on designrecharge.org. But this is one of the first ones. This is what he said he wanted to start with. So when this comes on screen, you can actually click in the middle, like just drag your mouse over it, and then you can move it so that it's not on top of Charles and I. Or if you want to cover us up, you can cover us up. But then you can still see us if you want. So do you want to talk about why this quote impacts you so much?
1: Yeah, so this is a quote from Howard Thurman Black. He was a African-American author, philosopher, educator, and civil rights leader. Um, he He's still, I think he's still around. I said was, let me not uh, kill him. Um, but he says, don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive and go and do that, because what the world needs is people who have come alive. and Um, you know, this, this statement, as I obviously have memorized and I talk with people a lot about it is, is, um, you know, um, true to my life in so many ways, but also true to my design. And, um, and, and, you know, that, you know, that, you know, when something's good, when it has that, it makes you come alive. Like, wow, this is really beautiful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to Uh aha moments so you knew Uh when you started teaching that that was what you were supposed to be doing
1: yeah it was a it was a a journey you know they say there's that little cliche life is about the journey not the destination about the process not the outcome but it really is and for me to go and be interested there was a my high school art teacher her name was Sheila Cape she got me interested in graphic design and from there um, I went on to school and was an art director, and was in relational outreach, and then came back to advertising, and then teaching, and then all those things wrapped into what I do right now, and I truly, truly love what I do. Um, cool. There's not a lot of people that can say that, so, yeah.
0: I, I'm with you, I really like what I do too, and um, I, 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 I say that I'm a designer, and I am just excited to share design. I, I wouldn't be as, fulfilled if I wasn't a teacher too so I do really um, believe in that part too but I I just really like design so mm-hmm. so I don't know you had a video you wanted to show us but we don't have to do that next do you want to talk about um, more of your process or do you want me to keep going through my questions
1: well let me let me just take a second and talk about we were talking about community a few minutes ago and I, I just want to encourage everyone to seek that out. And it could be online, as you've talked about. Um, Nikki, who I see is here again, she, you know, she wanted to see design community in South Carolina. So she started AGA, and I'm so thankful for her for doing that. Um, and um, here, you know, here uh, in middle of nowhere, South Carolina, I also... Have to seek out personal things. And so that's really um, interesting for me Is you know, we're talking about you're talking about being really busy. Well, um, I am finding more and more uh, that I become a better designer if I stop. And so, for instance, one of the things that I've been doing and um, we can talk more about this later, but my wife is German. And so I visit Germany try to once a year, but so from Germany, I get excited about Public transportation. (laughs) And so every morning, I ride my bike up and catch the bus out to my university, and I'm forced to spend 15 or 20 minutes just riding in a bus. And I talk with people, and I just am sort of forced to relax and think and and be in another community. And that's been really – that was one of those things that I just decided I was going to do. But once I started doing it, it was like, oh, it's therapy.
0: Yeah. So I don't know.
1: I just kind of wanted to go back to that for just a moment.
0: I Like that I I used to ride the bus in Denver if I didn't walk um, I live pretty close to my office, but um, I really liked riding the bus It also helps you get to know your audience and as I was talking about in class today we were talking about knowing your audience and how do you get to know if they're not really somebody that you normally hang out with or if it's a demographic that you don't know and I think you have to begin to live, and there's that um that movie, and I can't remember um uh, but it was Mel Gibson and he played um an ad executive and he, what women uh, want yes, <laughs> what women want and he tried on the pantyhose and I'm like that's mm. what we do, and if you're not willing to kind of do that and take those necessary thing necessary steps, I think it's really it's sad because you miss out I think design is so great because we have. We know a lot about a we know a little about a lot of things. We have to we know a lot about design, but we know a little that a lot of under other industries and it makes us a richer person. But I think just riding a bus, you get to know a different kind of demographic, you get to know a different kind of person, and then you see the same people and you do. I remember when I rode the bus there was a blind woman and um she would tell time she had a watch and she could Feel the time and I was like, that is so cool. I always wanted to like touch your watch, but I never did. But I thought it was cool.
1: Yeah, but I think think so thinking through this whole, you know, the the my process has really got me thinking through all the way down to the very base of where I start. So yeah. Like riding the bus?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think that's good. Because um, I think most of the things that we do, we're reaching an audience. We're reaching a particular kind of person, and you do have to know you can't just be in your own bubble and be a very successful designer.
1: I think. Yeah. So. Um. Do you want? What,
0: yeah. You want me to play the video, or do you want no, me to start no, go with ahead. the? Okay. Go. I. Oh, I forgot. I don't remember the code. There's an autoplay. And so I am going to do my best to
1: find what that. Well, of. While you do that, why don't I tell them this is um, a video? Um, it's a short, just couple of minutes. Um, it's from Vimeo. It's um, a typographer, and you'll see some of his information. But it's just a little bit about his process as a typographer, and um, it's it's inspiring. It's beautifully done, and it's just a fun little um, place. Yeah.
0: That I can. um, I'm not sure. And you know what? Well, we can
1: put it up here too if 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 we don't. People can go and just watch it. I'll
0: do is just hit play if everybody can hit play, and then we can watch it together. Okay. Hopefully everybody got to finish. I just removed it.
1: <laughs> well, and his. That's his website, oankles.com. And you can go I and really, look at some more of his work.
0: It was really good. And I love the, that he's using these old books for inspiration. Um, I actually have one, too. And I i thought I had pulled it in reaching distance, but it's not hanging out. So.
1: I I've decided I'm going to steal his office.
0: So it's a it's pretty old. It's got some pretty nice little bits and it's got stuff falling out, but I got it at an antique store. Um and you know, you can find all kinds of stuff if you just go looking. So this is one of my favorites. So, do you have anything that you just go to, or that you like to look at that helps with your?
1: Yeah, I wrote down a couple of things just to um, that I thought were interesting. So, so sketching is huge, and we all know that. And how many times do you say that to your students? You really need to sketch, and um, and you do. Um, I was at a conference, a design conference, and one of the VPs from Microsoft was there, and that was he was lamenting that no one sketches anymore. And I thought that was really interesting that there's this Microsoft VP uh, you know lamenting that we don't sketch. Um, and And so obviously, you have your own sort of sitting and dreaming and sketching, but then it's also your environment, what you have around you. If you noticed he showed kind of all those little pieces of his studio. In that video that we just watched, uh, and you just grabbed this book uh, right behind you. And I also showed a couple of little images, we'll show them later or whenever, of kind of my environment here. And it's funny, I have um, some great friends who give me posters and things like that and usually have them up. But I just recently got tired of everything and took, as you can see, my blank white wall, uh, took everything down, and now it's time to start putting it back up.
0: So I think this is your door, right, to your office.
1: Yeah, that's the door to my office. Um, those guys across the top are um, the German masters, most of them from the Bauhaus and from the Ulm School. And um, as I said, my wife's German, so I go to Germany and I try to find things to do. And so I did a, a tour, a Bauhaus tour one year. You can just kind of see all sorts of things on there. There's some uh, There's some guys in uh, Columbia that run a great uh, blog and website called Unmatched Style. It's a sticker. Um, bureau is the German word for office, so, <laughs> so, yeah. Cool.
0: Uh, so this and is
1: then
0: another um, there's
1: some, oh, go ahead. Yeah, No, I was going to say, yeah, so that's my, on my wall, um, you can't see it, but it's right here, and that's just a bunch of letters, somewhere from my dad's um, business from, I mean, he sold it in 84, but you can tell that I was already excited about typography and kept these over the years, and I have more. Um, and then some were from a coffee shop here in town and a friend of mine owned it and they were selling it. So he gave me some of the letters and those are all just sort of hanging on my wall. They don't spell anything. They don't mean anything. They're just beautiful. And um, I love looking at them, you know, I sit here and look at them. So, yeah.
0: I, I um, there's another. Agree, but I meant agree. I, I love yeah. type like this and I have letters and I'll just mix them up. Um, I they're not on the wall, but they're they're not as big and beautiful. But I like having physical three dimensional old sign letters too. So
1: and they're that's the the P that you see on the edge. I mean, so they're they're foot tall, and they're this brushed aluminum. I don't know if you can see it or not, but yeah, I mean just. I don't know. Looking at them and seeing the form, the curve of the leg of the R, and just kind of spending some time dreaming, looking at things in your own environment.
0: Well, and you talk, you you actually have another image, and all of these images, I'll put a link to that Pinterest board. But there's just it's one of you sketching um, some type, and I'm going to pull that on. Is that okay if I pull that on now?
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: I think that one of those things. It's one of those things where type. If you just take the time to start doodling and start drawing and start somewhere, you can, you find you do just drool over this beautiful forms. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. just a simple form like the P.
1: Yeah, I um in grad school I met Ed Fella, and he, mm. um, if you guys don't know the designer Ed Fella, look him up. He's pretty impressive. He was a corporate designer for years, and um, he worked for Ford. And so he would do their annual reports and they were very beautiful and, and but corporate design. And someone found his sketchbooks one day or he showed, you know, however it worked. And in his sketchbooks were these wild and crazy or much sort of outside of his personal space um, um, in, in his sketchbooks. And so then, uh, you know, his life his, he, you know, I think he went back, I think he went and got his master's at like 60, something like that, and started teaching, and anyway, so he's a really interesting designer, and meeting him made me, if you notice, I don't know if you've seen any of his work, but those sketches and how I was playing with them in color uh, are indicative of what he, he does, and I was just trying it just to see what, what I could do, yeah.
0: Cool. Well, what other areas attract you in design? Like, what is... Your favorite thing to look at or to draw from when you're trying to get an idea.
1: Well, I love um, I, if you follow me on Pinterest, you're welcome to um, if, if you I love modern architecture. and So I actually look a lot at modern architecture online and it doesn't maybe it's indicative of my design. Maybe. I mean, you can see it here and there. Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a um, purist, uh, a minimalist when it comes to design, I think. Um, and you can see that—that that sounds like modern architecture, doesn't it? Um, but I also subscribe to Dwell. Uh, I subscribe to um, Metropolis. Um, so, so magazines—you know—they still make them. You should get them and look at them. Um, I—I have—I subscribe to .NET for less of a creative and more of a kind of a web and development presence. But it's just a great magazine too. Um, anyway, so magazines, um, you know, the, the web, I think the web brings us together and it pulls us apart. <laughs> and what I mean by that is how great is Pinterest where you can just sit and look and then create almost a mood board for a project you're working on or find things to go back and look at later. And I really love that about Pinterest. But, and, and it brings us together like this, and I love that. But I also feel like it's easy to just sort of sit and be online and not get out and take a walk or ride the bus
0: or or not design sometimes people just it sucks up time so you have to have a a time frame how do you deal with time like when you're um starting a project how do you how much time do you give to that research or that ideation or
1: yeah i don't i don't um i'm i'm married happily married to a wonderful woman and she is the organized one and the you know, she's got time. I'll, you know, figured it out. I am the one that's like, oh, I'm late, you know. And so for me, for time, I do uh, my beginning sort of creative process where I'm sketching and, and researching and um, sort of dreaming the dream is, um, you know, comes on the, on, the, on the beginning. And it takes up a little while. But then after that is when I really start saying, okay, I need to have this one done by Tuesday. And so, therefore... I need to have this part of it done by Wednesday and that's when I start kind of coming up the time frame. So um, the beginning process is is uh, I, I try to take it slow because I want to let it happen. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think if you don't sometimes tight deadlines and when you're in school everything's kind of tight. because you only have 15 weeks. You got to get lots of projects done. But and there are plenty of times when clients are like that. But I think when you can sit with something, and really, if you have a month to sit with it and research and to explore and then you can get into starting and then you pitch it to the client, the idea, and then you start designing. I think that's ideal. But honestly, that doesn't come with without doing a lot of hard work and a lot of late nights. You have to get that client to trust you. And that that's something that comes with time, that they give you more time for that ideation. And also, the longer you work with someone, the more you need to produce something different. So you need more time sometimes. But
1: yeah, and I think um, there's a there's a sense of trust. I mean, I um, working with AIGA. We talk a lot about, uh, or we've had some in conferences. We've talked about those sort of logo.com websites and, and places where you can go and sort of you know it's like a it's like a vending machine for design.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and we've talked about what the value is in a trained true designer again versus that. And, you know, it's infinite. It really, it's hard to sell it, but it's infinite. And yeah, I can go pay $20 and get this, or I could pay a real designer and have them truly um, define what my business has been, what it now is and where, it, where it's going to be. Because um, it's you know.
0: not, the client doesn't always know exactly what, they need or what they want. Sometimes they have to use us, I kind of say we're like therapists for them and their client, their consumers, their yeah. audience. Sometimes we know their, sometimes they know their they know their audience amazingly, but sometimes they haven't thought about this other area. And it takes a designer, a creative thinker to kind of think outside the box for them. So can you take us through your process, like from, how, or if you don't want to talk about time, so you start researching. How, what do you do to research?
1: Well, I'll go back and, and talk about time for just a second. I, I, um, I have clients recently, or well, over the past two years, let's say, that are like, well, we'd like to do this project and we'd like you to do it. And I show them and I sell them and they're like, great. And I say, well, what's your deadline? And they don't, they don't give me one. And that is suicide. I just need to, as a, as a freelance designer, I mean, that is just, unless you have a deadline. And so make deadlines for yourself. Um, it's re- for me personally. That's really important. Um, if I have a client who doesn't give me a deadline, because their work's never going to get done, and they and they're like, "Well, just whenever you can get to it," you like, "Never, okay?"
0: We'll never get done. Then. <laughs> right. I will put yeah. everybody else above
1: you. Right. Yeah. And so my process um, starts with meeting. You know, I want to I want to get to know my client or or whatever it is that. Um, or whatever it is that uh, they're trying to um, sell or say or, yeah. Um, I, I, I have on my website, it says that I'm a problem solver. And, you know, we can talk about creative problem solving, and that is what we do, but it's also innate in me for whatever reason. And it could be that I'm a designer, and so therefore I've become a problem solver. It could be that I'm a male it could be that I'm whatever, but it's what I do. Um, it's what I do as a designer. It's what I do as a teacher. It's what I do as a father. My kids are, so you know, like let me help you with that. I'm like no, Dad, let me do it. <laughs> it's like I'm trying to solve their problem. So that's what I like to do: is meet first and discover who they currently are and who they've been, and then take them to who they want to be. I mean, and that's truly, I think, especially with I'm talking about branding. With branding it's um, you know what what uh, brand uh, awareness do you have what brand loyalty do you have Um, and then what are we going to do with those you know with that as we go through this process of is it a rebrand or is it just a uh, update Um, and so really I spend some time with the client and then next I just I like to just dream whether it's in a sketchbook a little bit online Um, And when I talk about dreaming, some of it's meditation. Some of it's taking a walk. uh, Some of it may be a conversation with you as another designer. And it's really just kind of I'm designing in my head um, for a great while at the very beginning of the process. Um, I think it's really interesting that we use coffee shops as this kind of community place to meet these days. And they, you know, Starbucks is taking over the world. But when I sit and I grind my own beans, and we have a French press, and I make my coffee in my French press, and I sort of slow down, and there's that anticipation. Um, that's when I think, and that's when I create and design in my head. And then from there, um, sketching. I don't, uh, I try to um, drill into my students' heads that you can't do it without sketching. And so, therefore, sometimes I skip that process, and when I do, I you know, you can tell it every time. You can look at all of my designs and go, oh, there's the one that you skipped the sketching part of. Right. <laughs> and uh, so from sketching then the computer, yeah. And we didn't get them up, but I have uh, a whole ideation process. And I'll tell you what I'll do is I'll put uh, I'll put that on my website um, for everyone to look at. Is And after we finish today, I'll put that up so you can go back and look if you want.
0: I think here's two. Um, this one is one of them.
1: From the beginning yeah of the phase. so here in our little town of uh, right at 40,000 we um, built a performing arts center um, it was a big deal for this little town and they asked me to do the branding for it and um, that was a fun process because you know they bring you these and it's renderings and you go we're starting from literally nothing you know there's no previous brand There's no loyalty. There's nothing. So what do we do? And um, in fact, hang on just a second. I can show the outcome.
0: Oh, cool.
1: So we won't be able to see the whole process. And if you come back to my website, you can. But the, the, uh, I mean, this is a folder of how many different, um, you know, you see how thick it is, how many different renderings we went through to get it. And this was the final outcome, was for the Performing Arts Center. How does this work? Like this? Yeah. And so my idea was, um, I wanted them to have an icon. I felt like that was important. Um, And I also, you know, Performing Arts Center, um, it's it's music, dance, and theater. And so how do you combine all of those? And um, anyway, that was the mark that I came up with. And I I felt like it was elegant. Um, The building is really cool. It's this gray marble, and it's got a a blue roof. And so I felt like these warm colors would really set that off. Um, And I've, as a designer, I've been very pleased with it. And I think it's been well received in our little community. So yeah.
0: When you're working with a, a new brand, totally original, Um, you like you said you wanted them to have an icon you wanted to give them the flexibility in time to be able to use those parts and you have to be thinking it's you're really planning somebody's idea out and it's I tell my students if you don't sketch it's kind of like you went to Lowe's to you wanted to build a house so you went to Lowe's and you just got some boards and some screws and then let's go build it nobody does that you you have a plan Mm -hmm. and so that's what the sketch part is. This is another part of your um, process, I believe.
1: Yeah, and so that was um, looking what uh, your brand competition is. And this wasn't so much competition as it was just to see what other marks are out there for other performing arts centers in the, you know, a thousand mile radius or so. Um, and Just kind of looking to see what was out there. And then so that's where I started with first. To like. So I take you through this ideation. Um, I started with those those renderings, and then I looked to see what others had done, and then I started sketching. Um, and I, when I sketch, uh, I have um, sketchbooks that I use, and then I also have tracing paper, and so my sketchbooks are filled with tracing paper. Um, we may have this, but another thing I've started doing is um, – pulling things out of magazines that I like and pasting those in my sketchbook. There's a designer I know named Larry Thacker, who um, Nikki also knows, and um, he uh, sort of turned me on to that. Yeah, there you go. So he sort of turned me on to that, um, that it's, you know, your sketchbook. I was using it for drawing and sketching. I was using it for notes and just writing out ideas, but I wasn't necessarily taking other pieces and placing them in it. And so um you know, I've began to do more and more of that um, just throughout the years.
0: It becomes more something you can continue to go back to not just about a specific project, but now it becomes like a I say it's kind of like we go on a design diet and then you can eat the good stuff. If you are really dead, you can kind of go back to your sketchbooks. Otherwise, we're not really going back so much to our sketchbooks unless we want to talk about a specific project. So I really think it's good to incorporate all of it in one if you're taking notes and not just have a specific book for each specific thing. But I do like really big ones, but then I have small ones too. Like this is a current, my current big one, which is obviously really big. But then I have a, a small one that's like a six by six so that I can carry it around with me. Do you carry a sketchbook with you everywhere you go?
1: I have two. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere I go. Almost everywhere I go, I should say. Um, one is, um, you know, it's like um, in case uh, one is more like a journal and one is literally just sketching, but it also has some journal parts to it. And the reason uh, I know that sounds like overkill, but it's two because, uh, you know, if, if one is not with me, I have the other one or if one is I sort of sound like Rain Man with this, but that's OK. Um, and if one uh, one is almost finished and that's the reason I'm carrying a second one right now is because as soon as that one starts, I can go ahead into the second one. There's a designer, Michael Vanderbile, who maybe some of you guys know. Um, He has his his sketchbooks and design journals from, you know, 30 years. Uh, I have mine since graduate school or maybe before then. So, um, yeah, I think it's important that you keep them and go back and look through them from time to time as well, like you just said. You know, uh, there's things in there that you've forgotten about, and that's the reason you put them in there.
0: And sometimes it's just, a, if you're stuck, it's just a good way to get unstuck. I, I just pulled uh, Vanderbile's uh, web address, so I plopped it in the chat. Well, um, yeah. you have some sketches in your, so I like this one, and I adjusted the color because it was a little dark, so hopefully you're okay yeah. with that. <laughs> um, but I, this is a beautiful little sketch, and it looks <laughs> like a heart to me with maybe a target. And it looks like it's, or it could be a fish with some crazy fins and stuff. But can you talk about why you put this in?
1: Well, I am. Um, when I go to a meeting, I'm a doodler, and I finally, and my doodles are typically like I look back at them and I'm like, wow, that that's pretty cool, you know. And so I started ripping them out and and gluing them, uh, spray mounting them into my sketchbook. And that was, it was like a little heart, and I, that was sort of like an eyeball. Maybe it's oh. this weird little heart monster. You can kind of, we twisted him. Maybe those are his the aorta or in the ventricle or his feet. And I just, I liked him. And so, and that's why I was flipping through and I was like, oh, this is fun. And it was one of those minute moments where you go, that was two years ago. Look at this fun little guy. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, that's why I sent that to you. It was just one of those little aha uh, issues, yeah.
0: I have moments in my sketchbook where I'm like, that's ugly, and then I scratch through it, which I really am trying not to do anymore because as we have perspective with time, time away from something, they get better, or your sketch really wasn't that bad, but you couldn't see it from that frame of mind. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think it's a good idea not to scratch through them or erase them if you can. And I I agree. Um, Alma Hoffman, who I've had on before, she has a whole piece about doodling and how white sketching is so important. And you actually mm. um, learn more. You retain more information in your meetings if you're doodling. So I think mm. I'm a big doodler. I think it's important.
1: Yeah, I think so- it really is. Um, yeah, and you yeah. have, um, let's see, you have my dry erase board, too? Do you have yeah, that so one? Up?
0: yep. Here
1: you go. So this is, I had, and just everyone always asks me this. That metal is flashing, like if you were building, constructing a house, mm-hmm. uh, that would go in the valley where two roofs come together. And it's maybe, well here, it's right oh, yeah. there. <laughs> um, it's maybe four feet wide by about six feet tall. And um, and you, I, you can see, I just sort of dream and map um, I, uh, when I'm creating websites, I really do a lot of front-end, kind of in-my-brain development, uh, even down to how many pixels wide and creating wireframes. Um, but I have right next to them these little guys that I bought at Disney World, and they make me so happy. Um, you know, Rizzo the rat is Yoda. Fozzie Bear, you know, is is Chewbacca. Anyway, so yeah, I have little things like that sort of all over my office that, take a moment yeah yeah take a moment and you stop and it just sort of does something
0: i think you need time to play in your office so i have fake microphones that we use for game shows and i'm the game show host so even in class but i think it's fun it's good to have toys my sister's a big toy person too so in her office she has a lot of like uh happy meal toys and i think it's good to have an area of your office to be that play, and if you can create that, you should. So I'm glad to see Han so yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, They're really great. Uh, no, that's no, that's um, uh, uh, Luke Skywalker is Kermit.
0: I'm. Oh, I did. I'm sorry.
1: Mean, Let Han me so geek well. into Star Wars I, mode for you. No, I, I
0: I meant <laughs> him. I, I didn't mean that, and Princess Leia is Piggy and Chewbacca is Fozzie, who Chewbacca is my
1: favorite. I and Gonzo is Darth Vader how hilarious. Yeah. Um know. well and it could just be, you know, like I mean I I have these you know this little guy was from oh, yeah. there is was from Germany. Um I I stayed with some students when I was over there last um last December or two a year ago and this was what they put their key on and when I left I said can I keep it and they all signed it you know they all have their um signatures on it and so I have that I have um and I know this thing's so bizarre but I love it one of my students gave me this little mummy I I don't even know what it is but every time I see it I'm like I need to go draw you know or I need to go create and then, you know, little um, Star Wars Lego keychains. Anyway, so just stuff. That, it's it's all inspirational. It's your environment. And that's what I was talking about earlier with my door and the letters. It's your own personal creative environment. And I would encourage you to change it from time to time. You know, throw out the Happy Meal. The stuff that means something. Keep it. But maybe just rotate it
0: Yeah. Um, because it
1: will mean something brand new. Yeah.
0: So you also, I think this is a picture of your sketchbook. So That's my
1: current always, sketchbook.
0: Always use a grid, or do you have plain sometimes?
1: Um, I always, no, you know what? I just pulled out an old sketchbook that um, I'm going to start trying to sketch some type on, inspired, inspired by you and some the video that we just watched and some other things that I thought, how fun to just try to sit down and sketch type. And I have a whole, my typography section on Pinterest is a whole bunch of sketch type, and so... I have this one and this is kind of where I sort of dream projects and things like that. But then I have another one that's plain that is just for, you know, just type. So yeah. So I I don't I, I like to have everything in one, but at the same time I have different sketchbooks for different things. So yeah.
0: Right. Well, and I but it but at least you're putting stuff together. You're combining mm-hmm. it and doing stuff. So you do not use the grid sketchbook when you're drawing type.
1: Um the the one I want to start experimenting with is fluid. I have a my office is this is my office, and so I have it sitting on my uh, drafting table back there right now. So that I come in, this is sort of um, something that I think it's important for you to spend some time just sort of sketching or whatever doodling each day, 15 minutes with your coffee or whatever. I think that's important. I also think it's important that you know you can go to an AIGA conference or an AIGA event or AdFed or something like that and hear a great speaker and you sort of have this little bit of recharge. But I also think it's really important that when you come back, you know you don't have to have the great speaker, but have a coffee club and if you meet every two weeks or every week, um, I think it's important. Find another designer or a creative. I, um, as I said here, it's a small community. And there's a small community of artists. So one of the people I meet with regularly is a painter who just finished her MFA from SCAD. And we talk about art and design and creative creative projects. And yeah. So uh, my wife's an artist. She's also a watercolorist. And so I spend some time talking with her. Oh uh, Yeah.
0: So what's your process for constructing creative ideas and design solutions? Do you always do the same? You start in the same order, or do you mix it up?
1: I, I think I start out just dreaming and meditating and thinking. Um, I try to get uh, away, take a walk, uh, go to a coffee shop, go to a, you know, I love um, construction. <laughs> and so there's a coffee shop here, and right across the street, they're building a new art museum, and so I sit Literally, for I can sit for an hour if I had the time and just watch these guys build stuff. And while I'm watching them, I think, and you think about current project you're working on. The thing I'm working on currently is a folder. Well, it's a mailer and poster for a upcoming a chamber music, uh, actually in the Performing Arts Center. Um, this is a little. It it'll fold out. Uh, it's this is a prototype, but it's a little. Folds out to like this, and then it folds all the way to an 11 by 17 inch poster. So um, you can kind of see, I like to take um, prototypes to the to the max. So this is a little sketchbook I made, or a little sketch I made of the project, and then this would be how it would open, and then this would be like the poster page. And I write, uh, let's see, right there, write the title, fonts I want to use, and just different things um so anyway so that's kind of another little sketch process i walk through you know, um, I mean, and i think it's really important that you make prototypes too especially if it's something that you're going to fold or a you know uh, a book how many times have you tried to make a paginated book and gone oh my gosh you know my brain's gonna fall out so it's yeah. important Well,
0: and I, yeah. with clients it's really important we can use your local paper company can make a dummy for you, but it's also important for, I really, with some of my clients, the tactile quality of the paper that we're gonna be using is really important. So you send them mm-hmm. a dummy of what it'll feel, What it, uh, it's blank, but you send them a dummy. And I'm about to send one client two um, paper samples just because I really think he'll like the texture and I like mm-hmm. how the, the feel is and I'm gonna send that, but you had to make it first. You can't just, it doesn't just happen. So I think those things are, are good to do. And sometimes it's good to just be with your hands, get with your hands and do something off of the computer. Do you always, are you always on the design it on the computer or do you do anything completely by hand, kind of like the Urtex thing?
1: I, I think it's really important that you do as much as you can by hand. Um, I think we've lost that into the computer. I love the computer, I'm a big fan, and it, it always winds up on the computer at some point, but my gosh, try something there, print it out, go put it on a light table and do some sketching on it, and it becomes so much better. Um, and I think that's really important. Also, um, I think it's important that you finish ahead of your, uh, ahead of your deadline, and come back the, the day before and look at it, and you'll see something completely different, and um, you know, and it makes it better. Yeah, I have a case where I did some branding for a client, actually a music company that used to be in Mobile, and I found something the day before it was due, and I changed it. And they had a little competition, sort of, with several designers, and I won. And it was the one piece that I went back and you know had done ahead of time and went back and uh, changed. Yeah. That's cool.
0: And I think that if you can give yourself time to st- Especially, I do a lot of publication design, a lot of magazines. It's really important to step back, especially if something you have a really big piece. If you have to just finish it, go in, dig down, you're gonna miss something because when it, there is a series and you have to do everything and you're going to miss the first drop cap or you're gonna miss the, the little image at the end of all the, ch- uh, the articles. Something, something will be missing because you had to rush through. So if you can take time To step back, I think, even if it's just a day before it's due, just as long as you have enough time to kind of do some of the other things that you need to do. But you have some other pieces that you had for your um, concepting, I believe, and your ideation or things that where you get research and inspiration.
1: So this is something. Right. And there was another I wrote down some words my words were sketch and environment and collect and this is I mean you can see some things that I've gotten from AIGA um, just uh, here and there all over and I just sort of I've I've got these little folders or boxes where I keep all of this stuff and I think it's really important that you collect whether it's typography like I have on my wall or maybe an old hubcap that you just had a great design, and you know nobody nobody has room for all of this stuff. But I still think it's important. And I also think it's important that you don't just take a picture of it, you know, hmm. collect it um, tactile as well. And so um, those books, I also I think you have one of some newspaper and just different paper, yes, um, old paper that I've collected over the years. Um, they make great. Um, backgrounds and sort of yeah and you know and typography is there but there's also some real nice texture in that old sort of weathered paper Um, one thing I really love is that they had such a, a wide line screen when they would print these old papers that you can with the naked eye see holes in the dot matrix of the you know the images and I just really love that you know Old, um, within that pile, there's some old um, hardware store ads and clothing store ads, and just kind of inspirational things that, you know. And the other thing, too, is sit down and take a look through this stuff. You know, when you're dreaming the next project, stop and go through your old folders. And I have a flat file, and I'll go through there and just kind of find some old posters or whatever it is, and just take some time to really look through the stuff you've collected it's well, like a treasure trove because you forget about everything too you're looking yeah. through and you're like oh i forgot about this
0: right and,
1: and and it also gives you ideas you know like this has a spot varnish on it wonder if i could try a spot varnish on this project so
0: and i think it's also yeah. good to pull these out maybe with in that community that coffee community or wherever um i know nikki does um on her um her Blog. It's the culture plus typography. She's putting it out there, and then people are adding to it, and she's adding, and it becomes this. When you share it with somebody, they might have a different idea, and now you shared your little treasure trove. Now, and it's just things you like to look at, or things you connect with, and maybe you don't, you don't know. But the collaboration, like Nikki says, is really it gives you something else, another perspective on your little treasure. And I think. If we don't do that. It our treasure isn't as big as it could be. I guess
1: mm-hmm. it it's. Um, I I I don't. I understand them. I don't. I'm not knocking them, but I don't like our students having laptop computers for the fact that they don't have that community collaboration culture in the lab. You know, I've got students who you know they have great friends who are also design students, and you can see the difference in both of their work. Um, I mean it's 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 very obvious yeah you know, so that's
0: true yeah. there's one other one that I um, wanted to pull just it's just
1: some I books. will say this too oh yeah and books um, I love books um, I, I will say that I recently got some books so I haven't read all of those there I haven't I've, you know, flipped through all of them but haven't some of them you want to sit down and kind of spend some time with so I haven't on all of them. Um I, I will say this too. Um, books are, aren't I did my thesis on the web versus the two-dimensional printed book, basically. And it was before tablets were so big and Kindles and sort of the on the books. but um, and I, so I think I would need to go back and change some of my writing. but um I don't think books are going to go away. they I like to I don't want to curl up with my iPad, you know, um although that's where I usually usually sitting on the couch going through Pinterest, but I want to sit with a tactile book and drink tea, and you know, on a rainy day under the covers or whatever. Um, so I think that's really important. I think books are—they're um, not I dead. Think they're just part of us. They're friends. They are friends.
0: They are tactile.
1: Um, I also wanted to encourage travel, and I don't mean international travel or you know, my gosh, across the city is something new. Um, in South Carolina, it's a fairly small state, and you can get from one end to the other in five hours. Um, I mean, y'all
0: got upstate and the middle state. And y'all talk about. I don't even
1: know what. I've <laughs> lived here seven years, and I still don't know where I am. Uh, I have no idea.
0: Get South Carolina television. So. I'm like, what are they talking about upstate? You know, I mean, like New York, upstate New York is what I think. I'm like, are they, what are they doing? And they were like, no, and then there's the whatever. I know, I'm sorry, Nikki. It's just confusing because it's not that big of a state. But they got it all, like uh, five different areas, right?
1: Nikki's just cold, and she just wishes she was <laughs> down here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... um I have the the honor and privilege of marrying into an international family. My wife is German-American. And so I um, I go. I've been once every year for the past couple of years, or actually I'm going to go twice this year. And I understand enough German and can speak enough German to get around, but for the most part, I don't speak German. And so what's... Beautiful about that is I spend most of my time just Soaking everything in like a sponge um, Whether it's type and what's beautiful is I may not understand the word But I know that's a beautiful type style Right and I and or maybe I see a poster and I don't know what it's talking about But I can kind of figure it out by the way it looks and the way it so it's that whole sort of um, you know uh, uh, symbiotics you know, this is an index or this is a, you know, a metaphor or whatever it is. And so, um, you know, and their and design is really beautiful to me. Um, anyway, so it's fun to go and do that, you know, and then here in, in uh, uh, Florence, there's not a ton of art and design, but then there's Charleston. And then there's Charlotte. And then, you know, a lot of people here complain about Columbia for some reason. I love Columbia. That's where Nikki was. I love going over there. There's art and design and there's a great little culture going on downtown. Anyway, so yeah, travel is I think is really important. Too. It's a good state. <laughs> it's a good state. We got well, mountains, we got beaches.
0: Yeah. And it's small enough you can get to both in the same day if you wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we are state. about out of time. I know it seems like it goes so fast. I look, and I'm like, crap, we're out. But Charles will have to have you on again. Um, I'm just going to plug a couple things. So if you want to get in touch with Charles, underneath Charles over there is his website. You can check it out. And then he also, this is his um, email address. I never know which way to point. It's always the wrong one. Just down. I know. (laughs) And then this is his Twitter handle. So if you want to connect with him on Twitter or follow him on Twitter, I definitely suggest it. If you want to follow me on Twitter as Design Recharge, that's me. This is just regular old me. And then here's Design Recharge on Facebook and then me personally on Facebook. um, I am trying to build my email list, which is on designrecharge.org. If you're not already... A subscriber. I do not spam you. I give you one email a week. It gives you a little recap of what we talked about this week, what's happening next week, and then if there's anything special, I will kind of give you a little bit about that. It doesn't always, there's not something special every week. But if you want to email me or you have an idea for an upcoming show, Diane at designrecharge.org. Um, thank you guys all for coming. Olga, it was great to see you. Uh, she's in North Carolina. She's a designer at NC State. And Nikki, I, Nikki Hoffman just graduated, and she's in San Francisco. So we are glad to have lots of people from all around, Meredith's in Birmingham. And then we got a lot of other people who are from Mobile and then in other places. And Ray, I don't know where you're from, but thanks for coming. And I hope to see you all next week. And we're going to talk to Noah Scalen. He has much, many, many books out, lots about uh, breaking the, the curse of being stuck, so getting unstuck creatively. And he's specifically going to be talking about this book, The Design Activist Handbook. So I can't wait. And Charles, just thank you so much. And it was really good. And I can't wait to get the rest of the pictures up. So we will put them up. I did in the queue, I believe I put his Pinterest connection so you can connect with him. And then I will put a link to the rest of them on my Pinterest board as well. But thanks, everybody. And we'll see you next week. And see you on Design Recharge. Bye.
1: Thanks, Diane. Thanks, everyone.